Welcome to FisherCast, a Six Feet Under retrospective. I'm your funeral director, Robin, and I'm joined by my Six Feet Undertakers. Moira. Des. And Illyrio. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. And uh, we're here for another week, of course, winding down Six, uh, Six Feet Under's fifth and final season with the rainbow of her reasons. Uh-huh. So, um... <laughs> you have a guttural reaction immediately. I still hate that name. It's the worst title. It doesn't make any wow. sense. No, I don't. What I does it refer to? It. I don't know. Hmm. And I listened to a commentary for this episode with both Jill Soloway, the writer, and Francis Conroy. Don't call me Francis Conroy. Call me Franny. Um, <laughs> and uh, the, neither of them explained the actual titles of the episode so i was figuring it was going to be one of those things where i'm going to be like i don't get the title and you guys are going to be like what is wrong with you it's so <laughs> obvious well, i'm glad none of you got it either Who, nope. whose reasons <laughs> the rain i don't i am i don't know. i don't understand I don't yeah. get it. At least we're all mystified together. That's sort of sweet. <laughs> I don't think we're so much mystified as <laughs> incredulous as to the stupidity of the title. <laughs> it's not our fault. Uh, and, uh, yes, yeah, so like I said, the writer of this episode is uh, Jill Soloway. Um, and uh, I wanted to do a little uh, thing as we're winding it down by saying, you know, goodbye to some of these writers. This is Jill Soloway's last uh, episode that she wrote. And uh, Did she go on to write anything else or did she retire? Was that... <laughs> that meaning she should retire, Illyria? I'm just wondering because uh, I'm convinced this episode was written by an old person. Uh, no, this is a young Why? person. I don't get it. It's just, it's a little oldish. Why? I, well, I don't yeah, understand. What do you mean? Yeah, explain it to me. Well, who gets a temp job at an office? Um, a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really um, that's the kind of thing that I could do, you know? Oh, I, I know actually why have signed up with old. some temp services. Because like an old person, she has a bad memory and forgot that George is messed up in the head. Because apparently he's okay now. Well, he's had enough shock therapy to knock it out of him, I guess. <laughs> I, I hope that's the reason and not just forgetful writing. It's, he's on meds. He's got new meds. They're working better. How about that? Mm-hmm. Can well, we get anyway, to the part she... where the PS2 gets dismissed <laughs> by a delinquent? No, not yet. <laughs> she did go on to write for United States of Terra. Oh, nice. Um, and uh, that's she did an episode of Dirty Sexy Money. Oh, oh I love that show! <laughs> Dirty Sexy Money. We have to do that intro cast. It's spin-off hey, of wasn't, wasn't Peter Krause also on that show? Yes, he was. Yes. <laughs> and so were a few, like, uh, well... Uh, Brian Darling, he was in a few episodes of uh, Six Feet Under. Donald Sutherland was there. Um, and, uh, yeah, she's currently uh, she's currently the writer and director of a movie called Afternoon Delight. Ooh. And, and uh, it stars Jane Lynch. And uh, the summary, the real quick plot line on the IMDb is, a bored housewife looks to spice up her life. So. <laughs> I know. Uh, she's old. I do love the Jill Soloway episodes, and I am going to miss her. Um, all right, so why don't we get into the Darwin Awards? Yay! Darwin Awards, which we 
honor the idiots in history that snuff themselves out before they reproduce. And this was in 1999 in California. A hiker in Yosemite with sore feet stopped to cool his heels in the Merced River, or the Merced River, slipped on some algae-covered rocks, and was swept over a 594-foot waterfall to his death. Ouch. Um, Sadiq was climbing Half Dome with his three friends on that Saturday when his poor choice of rest stops cost him his life. Signs posted at the falls clearly state, if you go in the water, you will die. <laughs> wow. Not only are these warnings displayed in several languages, they even show a stick figure falling over an edge. <laughs> so that, rest might, in peace, that might make me want to go in the water just to see if I'll die. <laughs> if you go in the water, you will die. Just to, uh. All right, well, let's take a quick break and hear from our friends at Potential Cast. Hey, I know them. Who? In every generation, there is a podcast where one alone has watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer before. The three others must stand against the spoilers, the synopses, and the forces of DVD commentary tracks. This is Potential Cast. This is Stephanie. This is Kim. I'm Gabby. I'm Illyrio. I see sort of myself in Cordelia. I really like that life for some reason. <laughs> The show does that a lot, and I really like it. I love Kyle's explanation about both use a slayer. Don't tell anyone. That's all the information you need. We do have a lot of feedback. Whether you're brand new to Buffy or you're a seasoned rewatcher, come find us at potentialcast.com. <laughs> and we're back. And uh, <laughs> that was potential cast. Uh, hopefully, you'll check them out. Uh, that was a really it's... crappy promo. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds yeah, very he's dated. Voiceover person. God, he's annoying. Sounds dated. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> in every generation. <laughs> <laughs> Should hire Bane to do the voice. <laughs> Bane should do the next potential cast promo. That'd be awesome. Can can we hear a sample of what that would sound like, Alaria? Please, uh, an exclusive for Fisher Cast. Why are you asking me? I don't know Bane. <laughs> Come on, Alaria. What? Oh, please! It's so funny. It makes me laugh every time. All vampires know that Buffy will be their reckoning. <laughs> Oh, God. Perhaps right, he's right. wondering why you're shooting a man before throwing him out of an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> now is oh. not the time for fear. That will come later. <laughs> yes, maybe during uh, listening eulogies. Uh, no. <laughs> and Batman, no, Robin, could do Batman. Yeah, I'll narrate as Batman. No. Yeah. I think we have enough good stuff in this episode that we don't have to... Uh, do any voices. Yeah, so let's hear a quick summary of that quick good stuff, Moira. All right, season five, episode six, The Rainbow of Her Reasons. Could you Ruth? sound more like you come from Saskatchewan when you read it? Saskatchewan. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work on that. <laughs> Ruth happily helps circle the wagons when Sarah calls. David and Keith discover it's hard work playing house with Anthony and his brother, Darrell. 
Nate muses on the loss of his first love. Claire finds a temporary financial solution while awaiting an artist grant. Brenda takes a break for some female fun. Rico gets an offer he can't believe or refuse. Written, as we said, by Jill Soloway and directed by Mary Heron. Vanessa's going to make him an offer. Can't refuse. <laughs> I knew somebody was going to go there. You could act like a man! <laughs> I'll tell you what, Federico. You bring in the water bottles, and uh, I'll do this horrible Brando impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of the movies, uh, Mary Heron is a first time Six Feet Under director. Uh, and uh, she is the director. She's fresh off of uh, directing American Psycho. <laughs> so, I still haven't seen that. Oh, you should. I know. I know. You really should. Keep up on that. <laughs> I usually snap and point at myself in the mirror during activities. Sometimes during as well. activities. <laughs> activities. <laughs> I'm assuming I, I, I know what that means. <laughs> uh, um, You'll have a new appreciation for Christian Bale. When you watch I this am movie. not a fan of Christian Bale, but that's why people tell me I should watch that, and I'll mm. like him. So let's see. So you'll say you watched American Psycho to like Christian Bale? Yep, they always say that's his best. I say it's a new appreciation. Anyway, six feet under. Uh, we start off with uh, Sarah hiking with her friend Fiona Kleinschmidt, who um, who popped Nate's cherry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's who it was. Yes, the famous Fiona. Um, played by Lee Garlington, who uh, is famous for uh, one one of her most famous things is that she was almost uh, a main character on Seinfeld. In the original concept of Seinfeld, she was going to be a waitress that constantly gave uh, Jerry and George like uh, tips every every time they came to the diner, or sage advice or whatever. But then they decided to... Uh, scrap her and replaced her with the Elaine character, Jerry's ex-girlfriend. So, mm. yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll just say uh, she is in uh, Illyrio's future. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> so I uh, can't say much more than that. Um, really? <laughs> really. It's going to be at uh, the Indian restaurant later? <laughs> yes, she'll be the waitress there giving sage advice. <laughs> And maybe just some sage. Um, More like cumin. Now I'm trying to figure out where <laughs> they serve that's cumin be. at Indian <laughs> restaurants. Which one of oh, those cumin. shows? Cumin. Um, it's funny that uh, Fiona says, "I didn't think I was going to make it." Before she slips and falls <laughs> to her death. This is why I don't go hiking. This and the <laughs> the Darwin Award at the beginning. It just tells you why I don't go hiking. It's I nice. recently yeah. happened upon a YouTube video of a, I'd say she's in her early 20s, who went hiking with friends and broke her ankle. And because she obsessively video blogs, recorded herself waiting for help. And... <sighs> Uh, Moyer, what, what do you call a break in your ankle when the foot actually is detached and flipped over? <laughs> ah! Wow. Well, you'd call it a, a, a compound open fracture, probably. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. what she had. And she was chatting wow. and video blogging throughout the entire thing. Wow. I think I Her endorphins are right now. Wow. That is the grossest thing ever. Yes. Would you like the link? 
Sure. Feel free to post it in the group. I I will find the link at a later time and include it with the other (laughs) nefarious thing I'll send you. So, yeah, there there was a debate in the writer's room whether or not to show the death of Fiona or not, or not to... I mean, honestly, when I, when I did a first watch of this, I just thought, like, she was huffing and puffing. I thought she fell over from, like, a heart attack or something. Me too. Mm. I thought that's And really then I realized yeah. that she fell, but they didn't really show, like, like if they did one little, a little establishing shot of, like, a scary-looking, you know, height or yeah. ravine or whatever. Well, she, I don't know. I got the fact that she fell. Yeah. I have to say, I don't... Um, recognize her face really i mean i know the name i realize that's nate's deflowering woman but <laughs> to look at her it's like she doesn't even really ring a bell yeah well she showed up one other time yeah and it was in the back to the garden episode yeah no i know but I, I guess i'm just saying she didn't make much impression on me <laughs> oh. yeah i don't remember her from uh, six feet under but i remember her from other things uh so we go on to david and keith and we meet the lovely Darrell. <laughs> and, of course, uh, him and his brother, Anthony, are do a little bit of horseplay in the kitchen. Ends up with a, a lot of drop, dropped uh, Cheerios. Mm. <laughs> oh, shit, still waving it around. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. And this was pretty much been. predictable, wasn't it? Because, they, <laughs> um, you know, we knew the older child was going to be more, more difficult. So none of this is surprising. No, not at all. I don't, I don't think they thought this shit out. Mm. Yeah, um, I would not be able to do what David is doing. Nope, I would be Keith. I would be worse <laughs> would than Keith. Be... <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, logically David's right, but mm-hmm. you know, I am not that good at parenting. I would totally be Keith, and I would be just horrible about it, hating every minute. Well, I dropped yeah. some cereal on your floor, and you didn't raise your voice at me. Didn't I? I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> no, you berated me, but you didn't okay. raise your <laughs> but, in, but in a calm, dulcet tone. <laughs> yeah, and it was only for two days that you kept mentioning it. <laughs> we should definitely explain to the listeners that uh, we are uh, post-Illyrio's uh, fantastic vacation in Pensacola. Let me tell uh, you something. Pensacola is awesome. Yeah. It is. It is. It is. It is. I mean, listen, it's no Bennington. <laughs> <laughs> but it's awesome. I know. <laughs> Do they have water bottles in uh, Pensacola? Water uh, bottles? Yes. <laughs> they also had all of the regular American things I'm used to, like caffeinated Mountain Dew. Yes. And uh, Cherry Coke Zero. Yes. And Twinkies. Yeah, yeah there's still one in the cabinet. <laughs> Yay. I'm sure it'll be just cavity. fine for the next time I come down. Yeah, I, that's exactly. what I was thinking. I'm like, I'm going to save that. <laughs> Gavin though he kept saying we should take Lyra here we should take Lyra there I'm like you know he's been to America before <laughs> not his first visit to the states this is a hot dog <laughs> <laughs> look you can put mustard on it it was um, no, so yeah it's, it, it's been uh, two weeks now uh, since the last episode since uh, Durrell, they took Darrell and Anthony in and, uh, yeah, Keith is having a real rough time with it. It's also been two weeks since uh, George has moved into his apartment, and they're still yeah, unpacking. Two days. Yeah, two days. Two days? Two days. 
Yeah. I wrote two weeks nope. down. Later well, when he's chatting with his daughter, she's, she asks him how long he's been there, and he says two days. Yep. Hmm. Sorry, you're outvoted. <laughs> I guess so. And sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Anyway, I'll just accept that I'm wrong, even though... You're right. wrong. You're just wrong. Just you're we're, we're, but it's wrong. Been two weeks since they've had Fondy, Durrell you're wrong. Just, women are never wrong. Just get that straight. Yeah. I, I think I'm right, but you guys, you can go <laughs> on with the bad selves. You oh want God. me to find the part of the show and cue it up? There's no need for that. But feel free to uh, <laughs> show it to me after. But um, anyway. George uh, is looking for pots and pans, and uh, Ruth hasn't brought hers over. She said, oh, let's buy some new ones. Uh, God, Ruth. You know, for once, I actually had some sympathy for George. Don't tell anyone I said that. I'll deny it later. But (laughs) yes, I felt bad. What she's doing is cruel. (laughs) The timing of everything happening, though, was very serendipitous for her. (laughs) Yes. So George is uh, worried that school is going to be too stressful right now. So, um, and then he finds this drill, which maybe you guys remember from their little. Oh yes, I remember the they bought together when Ruth suggested they get married. I remember. Mm-hmm. And that's when Ruth decides. Well, maybe I should get my old pots and pans. <laughs> is she was she like um, uh, changing her mind? Ugh. I think so. She's the worst. Mm-hmm. Well, it's her game. She'll play it as she does, as she well, chooses. I don't know if she was so much changing her mind as it was making her feel guilty and she needed to get out of there. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I thought she was like, oh, yeah, the old times. Everything, he's really, you know, this reminds me how sweet he was, you know, and, and how much I cared about him. I think because she's just like, Almost like a, oh, okay, I'll get my old pots and pans. You know, it wasn't like a, I gotta get out of here. Uh, pots and pans, good excuse. Actually, when she left, when she said she's gonna go get the pots and pans, I was like, she's never coming back. That's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> you mean she went out for a pack of smokes? Yes. Yes. I've got to return Unfortunately, though, he knows where she lives. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, he's bound to forget, right? <laughs> Actually, they should have used. I've got to return some videotapes. Uh, I have expected her from... to blindfold him, turn him around three times, and say, "Okay, bye." <laughs> <laughs> that line is actually from American Psycho. So, what line? That would have been. I've got to go return some videotapes. Uh, this is a way of getting out of. All right, Robin. I'll watch the damn movie. Watch it. Uh, I will Claire. not watch the movie. <laughs> I've seen it and can't remember anything about it. Okay. Oh, George. <laughs> Claire is at the temp agency and uh, she says oh this is going to be a you know I, I won't need to work for long and the lady's like oh that's why it's called a temp job uh, she is deluding so she- herself because you know what I have taken jobs and I'm like oh I'll just take this job temporarily and the next thing you know six years later it's like shit <laughs> why am I still here mm. You know, my current secretary started as a temp job. <laughs> it's been 18 years. <laughs> wow. God. Six was the longest I ever worked anywhere. She's the best secretary ever. So am I, but... Uh... <laughs> I worked for a temp agency once. Once. And the people I worked for wanted me to stay. And I politely said, no, I would have to kill myself if I worked in an office. 
Uh, I love working in an office. However, I do not like working in a place with cubicles. And I refuse to ever wear pantyhose. I haven't worn pantyhose in like 10 years, and I will never wear it again. So if you require me to wear pantyhose to work in your place, I will not work there. Sorry. Rock the starve. I love it that, you know, she's not only, she not only has to like get right out of the, uh, the clothes she usually wears and put on, you know, straight lace, you know, business girl outfits or whatever. She's also, if you didn't catch it, she's actually working for a chemical company, <laughs> the yeah. legal department, the, the legal department of a chemical company it just seems so like Lovely. it anti Claire. anything Claire believes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the whole thing just goes against her now. Yeah. Yeah. There was uh, oh, there was another thing. I'll get to it somewhere else in this, these notes. <laughs> anyway, we're at the intake with Aunt Sarah and uh, Nate and Rico there. Sarah is uh, talking about how beautiful it was and how compelled she was to bring her on her hike. And, you know, the spirit must have had to take her. It, it must have <laughs> been this time. I knew she would crack at that moment. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, poor Sarah. <laughs> I, love, I love Sarah's... Uh, Rain, the rainbow of Sarah's reasons for Fiona's death. Boom! God. Throughout this episode. Good job, Robin. <clears throat> I like Sarah now. Remember how I used to hate her? Oh, yeah. I like Sarah, too. Yeah. I like. I loved her in this episode. Um, Nate muses on uh, how uh, women he's sleeping with uh, are dying off. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, after Rico oh, leaves... I think Rico's actually the person that brought it up. <laughs> um, I thought he was Rico. referring to his his high school friend dying. Yeah, I thought so too. Because that was our last. Uh, I thought it was the like because of Lisa and no, it's because of uh, Chris Pine dying. Mm-hmm. Chris Pine. Robert Pine was a quick extra in this episode in the wake scene. I don't know if you guys spotted him walking no. around in the background. Yeah, Chris Pine's dad. Hmm. I don't even know what he looks basil. like. Oh, I do. I can picture him. Like basil. an older Chris Pine? <laughs> no, we're I guess. not. <laughs> um, and yeah, so we go to Brenda talking to Jackie about uh, Billy's bipolar asshole disorder. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, there should be a new DSM-4R criteria called <laughs> bipolar it's asshole disorder. True. <laughs> oh my God. My sister-in-law's oh. mom is bipolar and she is the biggest asshole ever oh really yes she's the worst um but yeah so uh jackie is telling her that she should be putting her energy into more important things like her own life and her pregnancy and shouldn't be investing so much care into the whole good advice jackie yeah, probably, but how's that? Yeah, that's not going to work. You know that. You know, Billy. At the Diaz's, uh, uh, Vanessa and Angelica are watching Angelica's uh, new uh, the sitcom she's on. And it, Vanessa <laughs> tells her that uh, an au pair is coming, and uh, she's from Saskatchewan. Angelica's like, where, where the hell is that? I love the line somewhere near Calgary because because we all know Americans know nothing. I don't. I don't even know where Calgary is. I'm going to pull up Google Maps right now, and I'm going to look it up. How do you spell you Saskatchewan? Look it up, 
That's good. <laughs> no, I you don't spell Saskatchewan. You just start with the SAS and then it'll fill it in for you. Okay. S-A- it is near Calgary. <laughs> Different <laughs> province altogether. No, yes, I know. It's like the next next one over. Mm. After it's next to Alberta. Between Alberta and Manitoba. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. That's what the map says anyways. That is correct. It's amazing uh, how someone could be from an entire province. Amazing, <laughs> isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, it's, I mean, you're from Canada. That's an entire country. Uh, that's just a rumor. <laughs> yeah, we're not really sure about him. <laughs> oh, that Canada's a country is a rumor. Oh. Well, whether so, he's an alien or not, I'm still debating. <laughs> Vanessa doesn't care who this girl is, where she comes from. She just needs another adult, someone to bring the water bottles in. Vanessa is pathetic. Can I say that now? I mean, yeah, say so it sorry. <laughs> let, let me get on my soapbox. <laughs> I have been a single parent for, let's see, Skylar is about to turn 20 in October, right? Holy crap. Three, yeah, three of those years, I was not a single parent. Three of those last 20 years, I was not a single parent. I am not some pathetic person like her who needs somebody to do everything. Although it would be nice to have someone do my yard and deal with my car, you know. Suck it up. Deal with it. Don't be such a fucking wussy. Not that hard. My note just says, police. Um, And it occurs to me, how are you even affording a nanny? Vanessa, or what her sister said, and Helica said she was paying for it, I think. But I thought she said, oh, I'm sorry, I can't help you anymore. So I thought that meant the end of the you I know, that monetary was, funding. I thought that meant because she's working now, she can't, you know, help out. Well, maybe. So maybe they'll there. give you money instead and help you pay for a nanny? Oh, I don't know. That's Could be thought. Vanessa is <laughs> murdering old people at the old home, folks' home she lives at and with hot dogs. Stealing and, their uh, social security? Stealing their Could social be. security. Yeah. Rerouting all the checks. If that happens, I'll like Vanessa again. <laughs> I don't understand you. Uh, <laughs> going on. Because it would be showing initiative. <laughs> I guess. Evil is awesome. <laughs> yeah, evil. Uh, Ruth finds Sarah crying on the sun porch, and that's when she learns about Fiona's death. And Ruth's like, aha! Bright light. Um, Ruth immediately calls George and tells him how close she was to Fiona. And that Sarah needs people, not not people like George. Even though Sarah's screaming, "I need people!" <laughs> oh, she's on incoherent. Don't don't, don't listen a lot. Poor Sarah. Uh, yeah. This sort of okay. This shocked me a bit at how nimbly Ruth was fabricating, and yes. and just sliding everything to suit her her evil ends. It was a bit shocking to me. It was very Rico-ish. Yeah, yes. Rico has been a big influence on her I throughout guess. the show. Just being in the house. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, yeah, him being in the house is is terrible. I, I can uh, just say though, in general, the the whole way that Ruth is <clears throat> is handling George, um, it just strikes me as very cowardly. Yes. That's all I'm gonna say, it's cowardly. It's, it's just it's it's not good. It's not good at all. 
she, right, because she should have just did it right when he was incapacitated, right? <laughs> no, I'm not the one no, no. I know, I know you did it. <laughs> Somebody was agreeing with you. She should have done what she should have done. This is my opinion. What she should have done is wait until he's done with treatment and better, and then tell him I want a divorce. Okay, there. Is that Does that make you happy? Is that nice <sighs> enough for you? All she needed was a brand new life insurance policy and a pillow. Yes. <laughs> High five. Now, this is coming from someone who <laughs> wouldn't mind dispatching the olds or, <laughs> or having a law, you know, doing that. No, no. That's, ugh. I'm being funny when I say mandatory euthanasia at age 65. <laughs> oh. I'm just suggesting that if Ruth is going to be a jerk about it, she might as well be a homicidal one. Yes, that would make her a lot more interesting. Yes, instead what of this wishy-washy... Uh, I can't take this. I'm going to be passive aggressive about it. Uh, blah, 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 blah. See, it's good when you're filling your reasoning, Illyrio, because then, then I get it. It's like a rainbow. <laughs> Just the, the, blank, the, the, the straight statement with no reasoning behind it is, is, leaves me quizzically talking my head. Yes. <laughs> so thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Downstairs in the involving room, um, David's on the phone. He finds out that Darrell pulled the fire alarm at school. <laughs> Um, and then for some strange reason he starts uh, confiding in Rico about how Keith is looking for reasons to get rid of his boys and uh, he says that those boys their their dad abandoned him they come from a broken home (laughs) their dad abandoned them Ooh, sorry, Rico. <laughs> that doesn't mean that doesn't mean you're gonna turn out bad just because you're from a broken home. You know, those boys went through a lot more than that. A mom who's a drug addict and probably been bounced around between foster homes. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's all about um, Rico. Rico looks like is putting on the uh, signs of maturity by saying that he's getting his new apartment and he's, he's facing reality. He really wants to be home, but you know, this is, this is what's got to happen. Yeah. So, um, so Vanessa debriefs new au pair, Donna. Oh, Jayma Mays. (laughs) She was Charlie in heroes and she's Emma and Glee and she's not Canadian. (laughs) <laughs> and you can tell by the way she says sorry instead of sorry. Yep. <laughs> this is actually her second job after arriving in Hollywood. Her first job in Hollywood was uh, a guest starring role on Joey. Ah, <laughs> so, oh, <laughs> And it seems that one of her most important jobs on this show, at least, is going to be bringing those water water bottles in. <laughs> and. Uh, because wow. she's because she's half the size of Vanessa, but evidently yeah. very sturdy. <laughs> is a weak woman. In fact, she yeah. strikes someone who could, you know, quite she easily could. carry things. You know yeah. what? And just for the record, I can pick up those damn water bottles and put them in a <laughs> stupid machine. Give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> of my hernia issues. <laughs> I could have done that with a single hand. I think if Vanessa old... can punch out strippers, she can. <laughs> She can lift water bottles. She just doesn't want to. Lazy. 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 In the Fisher Kitchen, uh, we have uh, Ruth and Sarah and Bettina. Yay! Yay! Chatting. 
And a little behind the scenes here, Kathy Bates was really sick during filming this episode. So uh, many shots actually don't involve Kathy Bates. And she gets lots of close-ups in these, this episode, if you notice, you go back. Yeah. And in fact, sometimes when her presence was needed, like around the uh, dinner table later on, or um, you know, if they needed like a back, background shot or whatever, um, that was Jill Soloway wearing a wig. <laughs> nice. Nice. Cool. The multi-talented Jill Soloway. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, you'll notice like later in her uh, in, during the uh, scene around the big table, um, the table is shot. So every time you want to go to Kathy, she's like on her own <laughs> sitting there, and then you see the whole table and everybody but uh, Bettina is in the shot. So it's pretty funny. So Ruth tells the girls of her evil plan, <sighs> and uh, and uh, yeah, Claire comes in and hears all about Fiona. And is surprised that the table's back. The old Fisher table is back there in the kitchen. And Ruth says the uh, table just didn't fit in here. And that George moved out, quote unquote. Mm. Isn't it lovely the way she's announcing it to her family before she's actually told George? <laughs> yeah. yeah. God. What a jerk. Uh-huh. And another piece of trivia here, uh, Francis uh, Conroy, Franny Conroy, sorry, um, said, uh, that her and Patricia Clarkson actually played sisters in the movie Rocket Gibraltar or Gibraltar <laughs> Rocket Gibraltar. God damn it! <laughs> and uh, they actually lived together during that time. So it was, she thought it was a she got a big kick out of it when you know Patricia Clarkson was hired to be her sister on this show. So so that was before the before Six Feet Yeah, cute. Yes, I don't um, care. Adorbs. It's adorbs. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for that, Illyrio. Uh, so Billy, uh, Billy is overanalyzing his. Oh my god! Messages. I love this scene so much. Billy, I love this scene so oh, much. Billy's so <laughs> annoying. Oh my god! Take him he back is, off his medication, please. Okay, he's on, the, he's on the special crazy section of the crazy bus. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Why would she say sadly if she didn't feel at least a little bit sad? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Billy, Billy, Billy. It's an expression, Billy. It doesn't mean what you'll think. What stuck out to me was Claire never He's like a girl. Chess. He's like analyzing everything. It's... That's yeah. sexist. That's sexist. Uh, I'm a girl, okay? Yeah. So, uh, doesn't matter. You're still being stink. sexist. It's still, But it's still got a big element of truth to it. Yes, it <laughs> does. <laughs> don't, don't justify sexism with truth. Ugh. <laughs> Because when women act that way, it makes me nuts. But anyway. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes, too. sometimes you just can't help it, even though you don't, you know, sometimes you just. We're just the simple fact that The simple fact that you're describing a reaction as nuts is sexist. It's not nuts. It's a perfectly human <laughs> reaction to find that kind of behavior despicable. Sometimes bitches be loco. Sometimes people be loco. Yeah. Sometimes. Yes. Yes. Regardless of their gender. Oh, you are so. Uh, but there are patterns to behavior. I'm wearing my Birkenstocks, that are more bitches. Okay, in men or in women, and so that's you know doesn't mean that I everybody understand. falls into those patterns, but some people do. Mm-hmm. Which one of you two is going to make me a sandwich? <sighs> so Robin. <Nate> tells, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was waiting for. I think it's Robin. He is the that best have a name. during podcasts. Sandwich maker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I would like a ham and cheese. <laughs> I got plenty of ham and cheese over here. Please, do you have lactose-free cheese? <laughs> oh, God. Nate tells uh, Billy it's over, and the only reason why he's putting up with him is so uh, he doesn't stalk his, his sister. That was he awesome. Can, he can stalk me. Uh, uh, and Billy says, hey, I'm on my meds. You know, it's going to take me a little while to get back in the swing of things, but I'm pulling it together, and uh, let me go watch your TV. Uh, <laughs> he's like, he won't leave. <laughs> And now the second color in Sarah's rainbow uh, comes out here. Uh, it's when she loses her shit on the thought that everything happens for a reason. Things go bad because of evil, and she's evil for dragging Fiona on that hike. Wow, that was awesome. Yes, it was. I looked at IMDb. I was hoping that Patricia Clarkson got a, um Emmy nomination for this episode, but nobody got any sort of nominations for this episode, so it's weird. Hmm. I thought it was a great performance, especially in that scene. Um, Keith is mad that the boys got a PS2. Yes, rewarding them for bad times. That is so yeah. me. My mom's David always like, is not a good parent. My mom's always getting on my case for not letting the kids do something when they're acting up, and I'm like, you can't reward them for good behavior. Well, David's just trying to make everyone happy, and so so much that he would like Keith just to shut the fuck up. I love um, that, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now on the set of The Office, uh, Claire <laughs> meets uh, Phyllis, Meredith, and uh, Dwight. Mm. Uh, no. <laughs> meets- Kevin Rankin. That's Kevin Rankin. He's Kevin devil, Rankin. devil and Justified. He's Herc in Friday Night Lights, and... Other places that I can't talk about. Yes, exactly. <laughs> See how good I was, Robin? Dot, dot, dot. Um, yeah, I looked this actor up and I was like, holy crap, that's devil? <laughs> yes, yes. He was awesome and justified. He yeah, was also he, in he trauma. Really I have seen him in so many shows. But the character he plays on this uh, show uh, is quite different than anything I've seen him play. Uh, it, it seems like he's kind of playing me at work. Uh, <laughs> Let me give you an example. Um, just this past uh, week, I was chatting with the uh, the ladies. And be like, hey, what's everybody doing this weekend? You know, and I'm popping back a wine cooler, sitting on my front porch, blah, blah, blah. And uh, all of a sudden, this other woman walks by, and, I'm, and she's, and I was like, what are you guys, what are you up to? And he's, she's like, oh, you don't want to know what I'm up to. And I was like, oh, but this must be something pretty bad. And she's like, I'm burying my husband's ashes. <gasps> <laughs> and I was like, I am so sorry. Oh, uh, <laughs> don't, don't be sorry. That woman was a bitch telling you that. <laughs> well, she, she told me, she warned me. So she must, she should have known that it would have made you feel bad. So yeah. keep your private life to yourself. Nobody cares about your dead husband's bastard. Okay? <laughs> stop fishing for sympathy and stop fishing for sympathy on Robin's. Uh, 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 at, at, at the expense of Robin's emotions. Yeah. Don't feel bad about that, okay? I well, I, I compensated by just letting out a yeah, baby. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how you should react to <laughs> fucking attention hounds like that. I, I disagree. Uh, I felt terrible. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, this is uh, Claire's new workplace, and uh, they're all conspiring. It's very secret and very, 
you know, very important about Beverly's birthday card and the secrecy <laughs> of it. <laughs> that was so Beverly, weird. We don't you don't even know this woman. Why would That's you sign the, the card? That's the way the offices work. Oh, yeah. God. When you get a big office with a lot of people like that, I, I usually work in small offices, so it's oh, not Guys, like that. I have a question for you about office card signing. Mm-hmm. Let's say that there's a gift that's going along with the card. If you have not contributed to the gift, do you sign the card? Yes. Uh, unless the card is going with the gift. Like, if the card is, like... Cause, well, that's you know, assuming, right? what you mean. The card is it with could, the gift? Well, sometimes... Oh, it's, it, I don't know. It's, it's, not a, it's not a card about the gift. It's just a card, but yeah. there's also going to be a gift. If it's just a card and then the gift is, like, a separate thing, the card's from the whole office, the gift is from the people who want to put in, it's totally, you know, fine to sign the card. But if it's, like... The gift was bought by the person who bought the gift, and when they all want they want money to put in. If you're not putting in for the gift, you shouldn't sign that card. Yeah, I would probably be like, um, "Do you mind if I sign this card?" If like nobody offered the card to me, I was like, "Do you mind if I sign it to you?" I want to kind of wish so and so had birthday. Um, and it was just handed to me here. Sign this card. I wouldn't be like, "But I didn't put any money in." Yeah, I used to work with people like that. I'm like, "Just sign the card. It's just a card." Our office, our office used to buy the cards. The uh, bookkeeper would give me money. I'd go to the store and I'd buy the card, <laughs> and so everybody could sign it. And nobody had to put money in. Um, so the next morning, um, Sarah's next color is green in a rainbow because she's hungover. Um, but she blames the red wine the previous night for her behavior. Now it's uh, nothing's in our control. Blah de blah de blah. <laughs> Yeah. But I get a kick at the way she can laugh at herself. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Sarah was fun. Yeah. Um, and then the Yaya Sisterhood shows up. Uh, Dominique <laughs> Lakshimi and Susie Bright, who actually is a real sex writer. She's actually playing herself. Oh, that's funny. Um, <laughs> Never heard of her. Awesome. Sorry. Bye. It was actually going to be, uh, they were planning on having Joni Mitchell play herself. <laughs> show up but uh producer alan Poole thought the uh that joni would be way too recognizable a personality um just you know putting a right a sex writer there playing herself would be kind of cool but uh, apparently joni was a big fan of the back at the back to the garden episode so it, it was it was talked about and bettina's not there she's at costco uh, apparently puking into a bucket um Aww. so <laughs> uh awesome. yeah, so <laughs> I'll never think of hummus the same way again. <laughs> yeah, hummus is gross. Nate, hummus Nate is delicious. Stop it. Gross. It it's a lovely Mediterranean delicious. treat. It's mm. gross. I so like hummus. Cold. So cold. I'm looking up Susie Bright. Sure enough, Susie Bright's journal. Here it is. Yep. A sex writer's defense of visual porn. So she's a sex writer. feminist writers. Hey, Mara, do you know who Margaret Atwood is? Yes. Would you be shocked if I doubt she's a total and utter bitch? Um, no. To the point of being rude. So did you meet her in? Did you meet her in some context or something? Someone I know very well met her in a context and was extraordinarily disillusioned. Nicholas? She's actually quite good friends with somebody mm-hmm. I know quite well. <laughs> Same here. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Mm. 
Hmm. Yeah. I briefly met her at a book signing because my friend introduced us, but uh, it wasn't much of a conversation. The person I know met her at over lunch. Interesting. Very. She very well, if you ever see her, she see her give an interview. She's a very bright woman, and she can be quite pithy. Um, but she's very intelligent, and I think very intimidating in some ways to people. But I don't, I don't actually know if she's a bitch or not because I didn't have enough opportunity to figure that out. Oh, yes. that's exactly who I thought she was. She wrote The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Yep. Amongst many other things, yeah. Yes, yeah. I see that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Nate calls Brenda, who is a huge Susie Bright fan, and actually wants to join them to get away from Christmas sweater-wearing Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Find that action figure in your local Toys R Us. This is the worst Billy yet. Uh, it's kind of fun, but kind of annoying. His scruff is out of control. He's beyond. Oh, no, it's wonderful. <laughs> no, it's too much. It's too much. It's no longer attractive for me. It's like it now me, he just looks. Yeah, he looks like he looks like um, Walter from Fringe. You know, when he's just overwhelmed and on a bad day, the hair is bad. It uh, makes me happy inside in all the right places. Uh, and hey, Nate gets to see Fiona naked again. Uh, how'd she held up there, Nate? Wow. Oh, Ricky. That was, Rico is the just worst. the worst. The Hate worst. <laughs> and Nate covers her up after <laughs> just like, what the fuck, Rico? Really? Uh, anyway. So, uh, back on the set of The Office. Um, oh, yes, this is it. Uh, Jill Soloway said, this is the, wor- the worst thing we could do with the beautiful artist Claire um, would be to put her in an office environment. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Marianne gives Claire a hug because she knows how she feels, felt the <laughs> same way, but it's been about 18 years since she first felt that way. Um, but, yeah, Claire's really uncomfortable with the torture chamber she's wearing. Uh, okay, this is why I get on board with Claire. Yes, <laughs> me and her, we're best friends now, bonding over the hate of pantyhose. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, w- w- I mean, I wanted to hear more about this, because honestly, the way Claire acts, I re- it's rem- I'm reminded of uh, Kira Knightley in Pirates of the Caribbean with the, uh, uh, the bodice. <laughs> the corset, yeah. yeah. Like, it's the worst. Pantyhose is the worst things. thing ever. Uh, first of all, it is Stupid to have to cover your legs with pantyhose. What's wrong with the woman's legs? Are they too sexual for the office? Seriously? I, I don't get pantyhose. I don't understand the reasoning behind it. I mean, you there's right nothing wrong it, right? with my legs, okay? <laughs> uh, if you don't like the way my legs look, maybe that's your problem, not mine. Also, the material it's made of is the most disgusting feeling material you could have against your skin ever. It's so gross. And they're tight in all the wrong places, and they sag in all the wrong places, <laughs> and you constantly have to pull them up here and pull them down there. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of the last time I wore pantyhose. I, I can remember I the last honestly, time I wore pantyhose. Do you? <laughs> was it over your head? Were you committing a robbery again, Valerio? <laughs> no, it was for my <laughs> surgery. They, they had me wear those crotchless pantyhose. Oh. <laughs> yeah. For my surgery. That is oh. so not a hot yeah. image. So I wouldn't have a stroke on the table. Yeah, that's a good thing. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah. I think maybe for a dress in wintertime to keep me warm, Des. I think that was the only yeah. time I can think of. Well, first of all, um, I would not wear a dress in winter because it's too cold for that shit. I was but going to a formal thing. <laughs> tights, 
tights with a dress are better. You know, like they have the cotton tights, so they're not as nasty. No, this was like I still would not wear those. This is what pants are for in the wintertime, you know? Yeah, wear pants. You're a girl. I don't wear dresses anyways. That's the problem. So I, know, I, know. I wear them uh, not infrequently, but no, I certainly don't wear pantyhose with them most of the time. Good God. Mm-mm. I wouldn't do it in an office either. No. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's just stupid. Men don't have to wear anything like that. Why? Well, well, we have, have to, to wear, wear ties. ties. <laughs> so? So? Little so? We got on their penises. I'll oh. wear a tie. That doesn't bother yeah, me. Plus, they like them on their penises. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> well, I was just referring to her player's line. You know, the, they're like men. Men can wear ties, but it's not on their penis. Oh. Yeah. So is it? Is it? Is it, is it, is it, is it rides up in the crotch like? Like the later song says, it's it, uh, it rides up or it sags down. You never oh. know until you put them on and wear them for an hour, and then it's a surprise. It's like, are these gonna ride up? <laughs> are these gonna sag? It's the worst, you know. Uh, and and you can't buy a pair that fits right because they're either like too tight or too loose in all the wrong places. It's the worst. Fuck pantyhose. Definitely not. Uh, hey, but there are some tights that are cute, so I don't yeah, talk it's cute on other people, that's... not on me. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. No, oh, that's well. what pants are for. It's 2012. If I want to cover my legs, I'll wear pants. So the next scene, Vanessa comes home to find Julio filming Donna uh, for Survivor. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> she thinks she's a sure thing. She's got the whole foreign thing going for. Her. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so uh, she has Julio serve Vanessa dinner, and then she identifies with Vanessa because she had a single mom. She was a little too friendly for the hired help. That was that would have annoyed me. I mean, ugh, yeah. Hmm. Oh, she's a little too naive. That one. Come on. Yes, she is. Well, she is coming up to very soon. What was that, Larry? We're coming up to the naivete very soon. Oh, I know. <laughs> but, Illyria, this is a scene you've been wanting to get to. Darrell's trying to fix a PS2 uh-huh. because he can't get to level two. <laughs> what an asshole. That kid would have received something very, very, very horrible from me. <laughs> yeah, me too. Now, I have beat him. <laughs> I do not condone physical violence in any form. Especially when it's Des on Illyrio violence. <laughs> you pussy. <laughs> yes, well, I was I was about to dial nine one one in Biloxi. That's all I say. And I'm convinced tickling is a form of assault. <laughs> you were laughing, so it was okay. <laughs> yeah, sure, uh, against my will, and your better judgment, frankly. Uh, but boy, oh boy. Here's a brand new expensive thing. And you're doing what? You're doing what to it? Really? Now, the timeout that Keith was trying to inflict would have been much easier had they put a lock on the outside of the kid's door. (laughs) (laughs) I recently contemplated doing that to Gavin's door. (laughs) On suggestion from Skylar. I felt so terrible for Anthony just sitting there crying. Yes, that was oh. sad. I bet he has to deal with a lot of 
his older brother's bullshit and you know, <laughs> ruining his day, you know? Yeah, before the uh, the whole foster uh, agreement, Anthony was probably like, get me the fuck away from him. <laughs> yeah. We don't need to go together. Oh, poor kid. But, you know, can I, all right, we knew this was going to happen, right? I mean, you, you do... What comes out in you and your parenting is you tend to do whatever you've seen and grown up with. So Keith is going to mimic what his dad, you know, showed him, even if he knows that it's better, unless he gets some kind of help or counseling or something to give him alternative behaviors, he doesn't know what else to do. I actually have some sympathy for Keith in this, in that he doesn't know what else to do. David is doing what David's doing, Keith is doing what Keith is doing. And David is doing nothing, and, which is what he does. Yeah, exactly. well, David nothing is, except glossing it over and trying to make like, it all better. oh, I've presence. tried nothing and I'm all out of ideas. Yeah. Keith learned it from his dad, David right. learned it from his mom. From his mom. So, you you just, I mean, they're, they're in, um, Intentions may have been good, but they're not equipped. I mean, none of us are equipped to be parents. We're all crazy, but still, you know. But if you start at the beginning, it's so much easier because you Listen, you still run into points where, you know, I can remember Emily being three and me thinking I'm sitting here having an argument with a three-year-old and she's trying to leave her room and I just want to hold the door shut. I mean, you know, that's a tantruming three-year-old, but this is not a, you know, a 10 or 11-year-old. But anyway, my point is... If they want to try to go forth with this and carry carry on with it, they need to get some help. Yes. Mm-hmm. Big time. Like, go and get some help to get some strategies with these boys because they need they need more than the tools you guys have. That's all. So, what was it Keith said to the kids? Oh, uh, after the doors? Oh, that yeah. they brought it on themselves? That yeah. yeah. Did that yourselves. That's yeah, classic. But right before then. Don't know. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I uh, didn't have so it I forgot down. the sentence immediately before then, but, uh, yeah, Keith, Keith is, uh, Keith, Keith was actually calm about it though. He just came here going for a time out. He wasn't being violent. I think he was controlling himself a lot. Yeah. Cause didn't, didn't his, wasn't his dad violent, like yeah. physically abusive. The yeah. fact that he's not gone there is good. You know, I mean, he's at least. Controlling himself somewhat. People yeah. probably just take it out on David. Yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you would. <laughs> or you, Illyrio. I would yeah, take it out on God, you. I'm a million miles away now. It feels Violence safe. is always the answer. <laughs> Not to this question. <laughs> oh, poor Keith. Um, a little behind the scenes trivia here. Uh, the actor who plays Darrell, Condre Berry, um, Jill Soloway, thought that uh, he needed some permission to swear because he says a couple inappropriate words. One is ass and oh. one is a horrible gay slur that starts with the F. Yeah. And yep. so it also uh, means a bundle of sticks. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. or a cigarette. Well, I shorten it. So, so uh, she went to the father. This is on the commentary. She went to the father, asked him. And he's like, "All right, well, you know, it's fine. You know, if you want, to, if he wants to say ass, it's I, 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 I suppose that'll do." But I mean, they call each other the other word all the time, so <laughs> him and his brothers, so no problem. Uh, uh, I hear that all the time. <laughs> lovely, wow. cute kids. Anyways. Uh...
my music too loud? Do you need me to turn down? Oh, yeah, maybe a little. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love this so much. Oh, me too. This I is almost, the best. I almost died laughing. It was uh, great. It was. I totally forgot about this. Completely. And uh, I wanted you to... Uh, Thank Shane for posting the video to you light up my life in the group <laughs> saying the relevance of this will soon be understood. Oh, so I don't know if you guys saw that before. Or after yes, you yes, yeah. I did. And I, I wonder what that together. was referring to. But this is just a, a, a little gem-like highlight of this, of this particular episode. It was mm. wonderful. <laughs> is that really um, uh, Lauren Ambrose singing? Totally. Wow. They, so they did the whole American Idol thing because American Idol was starting to get big at this time or was big. I don't know. Um, and so they actually went to a studio, a famous studio in L.A. that apparently lots of divas rec- have recorded at. And so they wrote and produced this whole thing. And then they filmed it. And she's like, you know, I want you to, like, pretend it's kind of like American Idol. You are singing to the camera. Sing to America. And let them know. <laughs> All about these pantyhose. It's <laughs> awesome. It was totally awesome. Can yes. we get to the part where she uses the stapler wrong afterwards? <laughs> yes! Does she never <laughs> use a stapler before? <laughs> you notice. What, what, what yeah. happens? It? She, she's yeah. like holding it like she didn't know how. You know, like she'd never used one before. It was just sad. That particular kind of stapler. The, you, staplers come in two varieties, really. Handheld <laughs> or set on the table. And what she was holding in her hand was clearly designed to be set on a table. You can tell by the rubber feet on the bottom base part. Mm-hmm. And th- you're never going to get a really good, efficient stapling if you hold those in your hand. should have just oh, left it on can. the table, lined up the papers, put it in between the two parts, and slammed down. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. Although you still could do it just fine in your hand. But it's yeah, still it still fits, issues doing it. But it fits with the context of what was going on because she exactly. was lost in her daydream and got brought back to reality by her little workmate in the next cubicle. And so, hey, she was befuddled in her stapling. That's my my right. uh, justification fine. for it. Justified. <laughs> Justified. <laughs> How about the fact that Marianne is sitting there listening to Muzak like – Nope. She says, it's my yeah, music bothering you. It wasn't like office music. It was her music. Yeah, that's the worst. Ugh. People who play music 
in close proximity in an office are the worst. Oops, I'm the worst. Can you I talk do about not how... turn on my, my, my uh, computer music until my partner has left for the day. If I'm staying late, then I turn it on. You're a good coworker. I'm a good I am like, if I have to fucking listen to you, you're going to listen to that's whatever what, I'm listening to. That's what <laughs> headphones are for. Exactly. You can't, can't wear them. You can't wear them. Well, then you should You're not going to hear your other coworkers. If, uh, I'm like, that's like, that's the point. <laughs> oh, I, I guess I'll, I want to keep the job, so I'll, I'll keep my music low. Can we talk about the fact that apparently Claire has only purchased one outfit? <laughs> <laughs> well, you just, well, now she has a, a sweater job. and a blouse. That's <laughs> mm. two different things. We're talking. It's a temp job. You don't want to buy too much because what if it doesn't work out? God. Yeah, she's not there for long. So. Yeah. Um, Maggie visits George and discovers that there's <laughs> nothing in the bathroom that's Ruth's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently he is not perceptive. <laughs> but she and he's is. a real asshole when he wants to know what kind of tea you want. Yeah. <laughs> Answer my question. <laughs> <laughs> Which tea do you want? And this is where I have the note. They've been living there two weeks. So they must be no. taking time unpacking. Two it's like days. if you're if there are two days. Two days. It, two days. Obviously, mm-hmm. if there's still boxes around, it's not a big deal. You know, it occurs to me, it's not so much that he's being an asshole. It's that as she's asking... It makes him start to ask the same question, and that is when his seeds of doubt get sown. And that's mm. why he doesn't want to discuss it. Thanks, Maggie. It ruined everything. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Maggie. No, that's not the last time, I'm sure. I don't like Maggie, and I think Maggie's going to ruin a lot more before we're done. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She may even wreck something. Yes, mm-hmm. she may. Mm-hmm. Although, it's not going to be just her fault because, you know, it takes two to make a thing go right, okay? It, 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 it takes an <laughs> asshole to consistently mention, no, my wife's not here. I know. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like he is really um, being worse than she is, you know? Uh, he keeps laying the hints on even worse than her. Yep. Oh. yep. Okay, oh. well, meanwhile, meanwhile, oh, sorry. I thought you were somebody. <laughs> Maybe it's my own echo that You're I'm You're hearing your own echo. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, you go ahead. What? what? I'm sorry, you go ahead. Keep apologizing to yourself. <laughs> What's going on? Going on? Sorry. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> day, today, day. I'm I consider sorry. myself. I found that so funny. I like this man. 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 <laughs> on this couch. Couch. <laughs> All right. Meanwhile, at the vagina dinner, um, they are celebrating a land of no men. There was no vagina being eaten at that dinner. (laughs) (laughs) That would have made for a 10 out of 10 if we had seen that. (laughs) Susie Wright is writing about it right now. There's no vagina being eaten. It was a 10 out of 10 kind of evening. (laughs) Well, Sarah says that they all live in yurts together when on her 20 acres and have no men. Sounds yeah. fine by me. I'm sorry, but this was fun. This was a fun party. And Ruth always looks amazing when she lets her hair yes! down. Yes! That was in my notes. I'm like, yes, Ruth let her hair down. Awesome. <laughs> my favorite when she does that. And yeah. Brenda even recognizes how much fun this this whole party is. So she's, you know, hey... So let's go ahead and take the kid, and <laughs> I'm staying here. <laughs> My brother might be by, uh, and I'm going to avoid him. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was so, nice to see Brenda having fun with the rest of the girls. Yeah. 
It was a fun scene. I agree. Yeah. That was fun. It was. Not my favorite scene yet. That's coming later. So Bettina, in her close-up, wonders where the weed at. Um, <laughs> Bruce says, I got some. I knew that she was going to steal it from Claire's room. <laughs> oh, man, Ruth. That's Hence so the reason we've seen Claire being completely uh, <laughs> not subtle about her uh, marijuana smoking in front of her mother. But Well, she is an adult now. I mean, I guess she doesn't feel like she has to hide it. I don't know. Uh, it's an illegal drug and she's on her mother's property. I don't know. Well, you know, what I'm saying, though, is like she doesn't feel like she has to sneak around anymore because, you know, she's... You know how... Uh, Teenager, you may not, but I know how teenagers get once they turn, you know, over 18. They think that they can do whatever they want because they're a grown-ass woman, or so they say. Um, so, yeah, I know. Does Skylar need to come on here and defend herself? <laughs> not about weed, but yes, she's always <laughs> telling me. She, she'll tell me, she'll be like, I'm a grown-ass woman. I'll be like, okay. And then she'll be like... I'm hungry. Fix me something to eat. And I said, no, you're a grown-ass woman. <laughs> so uh, Keith is done with the kids. Uh, two weeks Yay. is more than enough time to know. I have done yeah. Two weeks, Almost by the way. Every parent's fantasy. Yes. Hello, I would like to return these, please. <laughs> I have my seat. I have fantasized about that several times. So foster care is all about to try them out, right? Kids when they're born, it's, they're, it's actually a receipt. <laughs> So he's just packed their things. We're leaving in the morning. And David is completely outraged. And he goes to the couch. And abandons Keith. You know, okay. <laughs> David's this, pulled about so cute. This is not... This is, this is going to be a problem. They're going to have to either... They're either going to have to keep these kids and Keith's going to have to try and deal with it or they're going to give up the kids and David's going to have to deal with it or they're going to have to split up. You know, they are not going to keep go- be able to keep going on like they're going on. It is well, not going to work. I don't. So you're saying they, they either need to keep the kids and everything's got to work out. They got to get rid of the kids or one of them has to leave, right? I'm saying that options are limited. <laughs> there's no way that they're going to be Seems able to like every option right there. <laughs> Uh, no, there's no way they're going to be able to continue the way they're continuing. Okay, right. well, Keith is unhappy. David is happy. Well, if Keith, you know, if and if they give up the kids, um, Keith will be happy, but David will be unhappy. So they're either going to have to work this out, or they're going to have to split up. And you know, it's I, I, I don't know. That's this is huge. This is huge. This is deal breaker territory right here. Ooh. Um, so Nate's tucking Maya in when Maggie calls and wonders what's going on with Bruce. And she, uh, tells him to make a promise to her. Never lie to me. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh my God. That was so stupid. People lie even when they say they're not going to lie to you. Here, I have something to say. I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> this is very Star Trek. Yes. Wow. Does not compute. <laughs> you say it's a lie, but you say you're lying, so you're telling the truth. <laughs> this is network. <laughs> oh, Norman. Uh, so, yeah. He was so, so he tells uh, Maggie that Ruth's, you know, doing this little party with ladies. And by the way, Brenda is there. and Brenda's there. Me. It's just me and Maya. Mm. Uh, mm. Oh, yeah. Well, why don't you come over and then maybe Brenda will come home in the middle of me banging you. And then, hey, everything will be fun. And Maggie says she'll see him soon. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's what I have. What the hell is wrong with this boy? What What is wrong with this boy? (laughs) What is the matter with this idiot? I am so upset at this person. Elaborate. What are you thinking? So listening. He he has everything he needs and wants, but he always just looks miserable. Like when will he be happy? Apparently, it's not everything he needs. And actually, when he was picking up um, Maya from the party and, and taking her uh, off Brenda's hands, he, he seemed fine. He seemed good with it. You know, it seemed that was seemed healthy, that dynamic in that mm-hmm. moment. So yeah. I am finding these these dropped hints to Maggie equally annoying and perplexing. I agree, yeah. Lario. <laughs> I feel like it's it's unnecessary. Um to you know, As a we plot already line? had yeah, we already yeah. had this issues with Nate and Brenda and the cheating. We already had it. We don't need it again, really. Can't you just let them be happy for a few episodes? Yeah. Give Apparently me a fucking not. break. Apparently not. <laughs> Nobody can be happy in this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ruth can as long as she, as soon as she finds uh, the, the Claire's stash. Uh, <laughs> She's uh, already drunk, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> so did she find some stems, or what's going on? Yeah, what's better, the brown stuff or the green stuff or the pungent oh, aroma? Okay, but is that supposed to imply that she's already been dipping into the green stuff, or what? <laughs> it seemed like it to me, but uh, clearly she wasn't. I mean, I think oh, it's more I like she's seen Claire with it. Really drunk. Yeah, I, I expect. And she <laughs> smelled just... it. Well, she did come in, remember that one time, and... Uh, and uh, when Claire was doing her, her like collage mask things, yes. and yeah, she smelled it, and she's like, "I know that smell." Yeah. <laughs> You've been to a concert lately? <laughs> and she wants you a bomb. downtown Montreal lately in broad daylight, uh, or anywhere in Vancouver? <laughs> Hell, anywhere here. What am I saying? <laughs> yeah. She wants a bong. Uh, Bettina knows how to use it, uh, and then we have. An awesome Ruth Claire makeup. Uh, Finally. Yeah. To get the makeup. Yay. Uh, yay. Uh, um, I felt so happy for Claire. <laughs> me too. And Ruth. Both of them. Yeah. Well, Ruth is drunk. <laughs> she is. But you know what? Sometimes when you're drunk, that just lets out, you know, something that you feel and just wouldn't normally say. And this whole she's ready to make up with her daughter thing now just proves how horrible a mother she was, taking out her frustrations with her husband out on her daughter. She was, but, you know, it happens. And, uh, yeah, she says she doesn't hate her. She says if she gives up her dreams and it's her fault, she'll never forgive herself. I was touching. I hope she meant it and wasn't just drunk. I think she did. Promise me you'll be who you want to be. And they hug and tell each other they love each other. Oh! God, and Robin cried because he's a pussy. <laughs> I didn't cry, actually. Oh, it's a miracle. I did. Oh, <laughs> pussy. Well, we only have six episodes left, so I don't want any more Claire Ruth strife. <laughs> I, don't okay. I, want, I want Ruth to ask Claire to kill George. <laughs> <laughs> have to uh, up. Just, Will I you help like me assassinate my husband? <laughs> I like them together when they are bonding and supportive and fun, and yes. and then they sort of look alike in this scene too. It's just it's just cute. Yes. So please, whenever, writers. Whenever Ruth has her hair down, oh, yeah. her and Claire kind of look, resemble each other. And yes, I love the I love the Freaky Friday ness of this scene as well. 
the whole Claire's in the business outfit and there's like the mom, the, the, the young kid or whatever or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, I cried when there was a knock at Nate's door and it was Billy. (laughs) (laughs) I was so glad it wasn't Maggie. You know, I mean, okay. If you want to have an affair with Maggie, go somewhere else. Don't do it in your own house when you're walking home, come home any minute. Did you not notice how quickly Nate ran to that door? Yes. <laughs> like, Whoa! Yes. He is idiotic. I mean, he's like asking to get caught. <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, Billy knows that Claire was young when he first uh, fell when he fell in love with her, and he felt young with her. It was his yeah. first real love. Oh, Billy! And Nate <laughs> says his first real love just died. Oh, that was sad. That I guess he really. Well, I guess sometimes boys are like girls and they sleep with someone and fall in love. <laughs> could have been worse. This woman could have been a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was interesting to hear like the reminiscings of a, a, a person that was essentially molested. I mean, really, is there any way to get around that? Seriously. That was, there is a way to get around that. If you live somewhere where the age of consent is 14, everything's good. Oh, okay. I so, don't think of molestation. I yeah. think a 15 year old is a little young to uh, <laughs> really make that. 32 year old with a 15 year old? Can, uh, you know, I mean, they're all hormones. They don't know what they're doing. Um, sort of aged women, apparently. I just mm-hmm. love the Nate's line everyone thought she did something to me. Yes, yeah. because he's a 15 year old and she's 32. That's yeah. not no- normal. It's just funny. He's like 40 and he still kind of feels that way. I I just think, you know, I think it's kind of neat to get the backstory of his perspective on that. Mm -hmm. You know, he didn't feel abused. He didn't feel molested. He felt he thought he was in love. Sex with that woman. Guarantee you what? He wanted to have sex with her. Of course he did. Of course he did. Of course he did. And yes. she um, gave him something that, you know, girls his age wouldn't give her, give him, you know? I mean, eh. so, and you always, you know, have a fondness for your first. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's cute. I like Let's hearing that. What? What? Nothing. I've said too much. <laughs> Nobody heard you. Thank God. I thought I heard the word German. I don't know. It's strange. I thought and I heard you. Nate- Nate drops some uh, uh, knowledge on Billy saying, love isn't something you feel, it's something you do. If the person you're with doesn't want it, just do yourself a favor and save it for someone who does. Damn oh, right. I hope uh, Billy understood that and he's not going to stalk and rape Claire. <laughs> but see, he won't. That's... My prediction is he will not. But see, now Nate's saying stupid shit. And uh, it's uh, late night in the embalming room and Ruth is... Uh, showing the girls Fiona's body. And I think it's time for a Jane Sibbery concert. <laughs> That's the song. I uh, thought it was Cyberry. I didn't know that song. No, Sibbery. Sibbery. That's the person who does the song Calling All Angels. I had to look it up. I didn't really know the song other than this show. Um, but yeah, Sarah gives Fiona's corpse a kiss on the forehead. Ruth forgives her, and Brenda all of a sudden realizes that Fiona's the one that deflowered Nate. Mm. They're all doing uh, bong hits, and that smoke coming out of Ruth's mouth was so CGI. That was yes. the worst. She can't take a hit off a bong with just tobacco in it? I didn't even notice. <laughs> what's, what's Francis Conroy's fucking problem? Franny. Franny. It's Franny. 
Come on. I'm going to call her Francis. <laughs> Francis is better than Franny. And I will say again, have a listen to the commentary after <laughs> season five is over. Uh, I swear. Stop. What's going on? What, what's going on? Ten minutes into the into the commentary, the whole series is spoiled. I was like, no, seriously? I just want to talk about the smoke. Why wouldn't she just take a hit of tobacco? Oh, she didn't say anything about that. I'm just saying, that it, from what oh. I saw, it looks totally CGI. It is. It's mm-hmm. awful. So, um, yeah, this is their uh, little kind of homage to Magnolia here. We have the girls singing. Was I singing. the only one who liked this scene? I, I love this scene. I it was awesome. It. Oh, okay. It was great. It was very it was beautiful. Very sweet. And, uh, yeah, it's it's an homage to Magnolia is what I read. And uh, where what? they're all singing. Do you remember? Do you ever seen the movie Magnolia? No. No. Yes. Oh, well, uh, well, they're all singing together, and it goes to the different characters in all their different places, and they're all singing too. The only thing, only difference was, you know, Maggie, George, and Nate, and Claire, they weren't singing along with the song, but the song ran throughout. Mm. So, are we going to have a musical episode of this show before the season? The series is over. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> At least they could sing well together. They sounded great. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the next morning, Claire gets a letter. She got her grant denied. And Sarah says, maybe you're just not an artist. I wanted to punch that woman in the face. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. What? I, I didn't you... At all. you know what? No, I think That's Claire right. needed to, to hear that. Claire needed to decide for herself who and what she is and not be defined by what other people tell her she is. And right. she was right, you know, she got all upset about it. But wait a second, that's contradictory to what the woman actually said. Explain yourself. She was implying that Claire's not an artist. And then she says, decide for yourself. No, she was saying, if <laughs> the fact that I said it to you makes you doubt it, then maybe deep inside you, you don't believe you are. That's all she's well, saying. Exactly. I, I understand what you're saying. And I yeah. agreed with that. I still thought it was very rude and uncalled for. Well, it wasn't the nicest way to make her point. Right. <laughs> I'll agree with you there. But I still thought it was sort of interesting that it was coming from the person who had first yes. encouraged yeah. her, which is what Claire pointed out. And she felt betrayed by that a bit. But still, it was good to have Claire really, really think about it, you know? There's some, Claire's doing some, some growing up in this episode, which is really vastly overdue. So yeah. I, I liked that part of it. I don't know. I like hippie Claire. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, we, we see that uh, on the commentary, they, they were saying that, you know, Sarah has decided also that she's just not going to try to, you know, make people do mm. what she thinks <laughs> because they, they die. <laughs> you know, <laughs> after this experience, she's not going to try defining people anymore. <laughs> and uh, she's and Jill Soloway also said, "This is where we send into motion the question: Who is Claire? Who really is Claire? And maybe Claire will be able to figure it out." Uh, the redhead. <laughs> <laughs> you have six episodes, baby. Get moving. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the next scene, Vanessa meets Mr. Clarington. <laughs> Is a dirty man sitting in our living room. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Bora, really? How many homeless people have you invited over to your house for food this Let's week? Let's see. Now, being a pretty <laughs> typical Canadian, because, you know, we're so sweet and generous, I guess about zero. <laughs> How about you? Uh, zero. Yeah. I thought Canadians were nice. <laughs> oh, we're nice. We, we allow our American friends to come up and visit. We do. And we would even feed them if they were here. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Alero yeah. tried being mean to me, and it was just adorable. <laughs> Not very convincing, though. So uh, Vanessa gives her an idea, uh, gives her something from another reality show. Uh, she says, "You fired." Um, <laughs> well, it should be. You don't bring strange people into somebody else's home. No. Like, this is just beyond naive, really stupid. Yeah. God. Yeah. I felt a little bad for Donna. Oh. <laughs> I know. It was extremely naive and dumb, but maybe that was her only flaw. <laughs> did they? Did, uh, did they not, like background checker because she came from an agency she came from an agency they usually are really good about doing background checks and i hear the records in canada are terrible Uh. (laughs) i don't think they have you know databases any sort of not yet no we don't have computers up here really we're just coming to you on our iphones bottles though right (laughs) Uh, so a social worker arrives not at Vanessa's house but at, uh, at uh, David and Keith's and she's very busy she's on the phone the worst social worker ever <laughs> yeah uh, the boys are roughhousing Keith is saying you mean they're destroying out. the living room furniture yes <sighs> and <laughs> she tells them that you know she's pulled the kids out of worst homes and uh, David says, that's all I need to hear. We're thrilled to have them. Goodbye. You know, she's right. If she took them out of that house, the next house she put them in might be a really horrible place. There are a lack of good foster homes in America. There really are. There are too many people who do it for the check. Hmm. Uh, so Keith is upset, and David reassures the boys that everything will be yeah, okay. But the, oh, but the way David handled that was, that was not you okay. can't undermine the other no, parent in front of the No, right. you can't. Apparently you can. Ugh, unbelievable. Nice pun, Adez. What? Oh, pun. Apparently, parent. Oh, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> pun, um, I thought he said nice bong, and I really didn't understand what that had to do with anything. <laughs> In the next scene, uh, Marianne gives Claire her old bathroom pass, and uh, hesitantly, Claire uh, accepts it. Office I'm ever. sorry, someone explain to me what the hell a bathroom pass is? Uh, oh, God, know. okay, I worked at a call center that was, like, very large, and you had teams, and your teams had certain times that you could go on break, and certain times you could, you know... you. You do this and do that. You had to ask permission to go to the bathroom at this place because you're on the phones, right? I understand that. But still, I don't like asking permission to go to the bathroom. It's something I just like to go and do. But that's probably <laughs> what it is like that. You know, it's like you have to get a pass to go to the bathroom so you're not just I don't, yeah, around not working. It's the worst. Can I just say that the moment that she took that pass in her hand, is the moment where she lost her soul. <laughs> yeah, she's going to be there a while, I can tell. Um, and we're at Fiona's wake. Rico gets an important call to go pick up his kids. And Ruth asks Dominique if they're meeting at the commune. Oh, she's so naive, too. I know. She didn't know it was just in fun. Oh, God. And it's, uh, again, this is supposed to be a Bettina scene right here, but unfortunately... She was sick. So um, 
Rico comes in with the boys and the water bottle. And Vanessa asks him to move back in. And Rico... You want to move back in? Oh, yeah. She she just tells him, or... (laughs) That's pathetic. Uh, And finally, we have Ruth at George's door with the pots and pans in a bag all ready to go in. And George, George got his own. And he knows what's going on. He said, let's not waste any more of each other's time. He's going back to work. Thanks for helping me. We're in love. It's gone. Consider yourself free. Bye-bye. I felt bad. George. Yay. Go, George. I well, I'm, I'm glad George. George didn't have to be murdered for him to leave. <laughs> um, and or I'm glad there's like... an end to that storyline, but it was very melancholy. I hope it's an end. I hope. Yeah. I hope it's an end. I bet you in the next episode, Ruth is going to be all upset. Um, maybe. Well, and she drops her pots and pans. And She's going to be listening credits. to Cinderella over and over again. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't know what you got till it's gone. Well, he was listening to Nobody's Fool, Nobody's Fool. <laughs> Just killed two songs I could have played at the end. Oh, nice. oh, you did it last week anyway. Do it again. Nope. It doesn't hurt anybody. No one gets upset. <laughs> I did. It's not a spoil, it's a tease. <laughs> Let's, what? I've heard that before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's take a break and hear from our friends at CardiCast. Oh. Calling all carnies, freaks, and roustabouts. Roll up, roll up, and come and check out CarniCast. I'm Claire, and I'm a huge fan of the critically acclaimed HBO show Carnival. Not seen it? Well, until recently, neither had these guys. I'm Matt. I'm Naomi. And I'm Tammy. Together, inspired by other intro casts, we are watching the show and reviewing it episode by episode. Whether you're already a fan of the show, or like Matt, Mel and Tammy, just watching it for the first time, CarniCast is perfect for you. And if you're watching it for the first time, don't worry, there are no spoilers here. You can visit us at carnicast.blogspot.com or find us on iTunes and Facebook by searching for CarniCast. Let's shake some dust, children! <laughs> <laughs> And we're back. I miss them so much. Um, okay, let's uh, do a quick fish of the week, and then we can get some fi- uh, listening eulogies, do our last rates, and get out of here. So let's just do a quick... Let's try to do fish of the week without going through the entire cast and saying why we didn't pick this person. <laughs> <laughs> sure, we can do just, that. Yeah, okay. So uh, who wants to go first? Uh, I'll, I'll, okay, cool. All right. Well, okay, I'm just going to say one person. I will, well, can I pick Sarah? <laughs> Nope. Sorry. Sorry. I would pick her. She's she's deleted. All right. Well, then I am going to have to pick Claire because she's finally being a big girl and growing up and not (gasps) being such a stupid little teenager. And it's great. She made up with her mommy. She's suffering through a job she hates because she needs to. Good girl. Can I go? Yes. Claire! (laughs) Yeah! I am picking Claire for similar reasons and because, frankly, that awesome diva-like singing performance was hilarious. I absolutely loved it. It was one of the best things in this episode. Agreed. Claire. Illyrio. I love Lauren Ambrose, Claire. Yay! It's shots time. (gasps) Yay! 
I was totally picking Claire too because like I'm just so happy to be like rooting and happy for Claire and just I don't know you know it's just uh, she's just great just, I I love I love that performance of course and uh, I don't know and the Freaky Friday scene was pretty awesome. Too. <laughs> Okay, so uh, we have some listener eulogies. Uh, we have one from Steph, one from Matt, and one from Brad. So, Moira, I do believe you have Steph's. Do you have it queued? Or we, you want to come back to you? No, I have it queued up. If we are ready. Are we ready? Yes. Yep. Uh, here we go. Oh, my God. I hate Six Feet Under. I hate the show. I hate the writers. I hate Alan Ball. I, I hate... This show is, it makes me sick. It makes me want to throw up. I hate it. Okay, I'll season long. You know, I knew by the end of the series, Claire and Ruth would make it. But I told myself, surely, surely, they will not have Claire and Ruth bonding over a big fat joint or a bong or whatever, smoking dope. Of course the show won't do it. Oh, yeah, maybe it could. It could. It, it does stupid stuff like that. It could, they could have have a, actually have a 55-year-old woman just out of the blue start smoking dope with her daughter. So, no, we came close. Ruth goes to Claire's room and borrows her dope. What the fuck? <laughs> I hate this show. I hate it. I quit. I give up. It wins. It beat me. It, I surrender. Stop. <laughs> I love when Steph purses. I love it so much. I, 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 thought, I thought Steph couldn't surrender being from the South. <laughs> I don't understand why she's so annoyed because, okay, so Ruth was getting the, the weed doesn't mean she was going to smoke it. Her friends wanted it, you know? I mean, yeah, it didn't bother me at all. I it's get funny because it. she had um, indicated on Twitter that that she was done with the show, but I hadn't heard this recording till after I watched the show. Yeah. I kept thinking, okay, there's going to be some horrendous moment on this show, something really, really awful, and I kept waiting for it and waiting for it. And it me just too. Uh, I really hope you don't give up, Steph. And you know what? I know you can't. Because <laughs> you've been this far. You have to watch the rest of it. It's and only a few more. Six, come on. Come on. you you got to complete the act, Steph. It's important. <coughs> Are we still talking about watching TV? Uh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I just I, I can't imagine having that big of a reaction to that scene. I don't know. I just, no. I'm, I'm of, sorry. She, she's not here to defend herself, so I don't want to like berate her, but out of all the stupid shit we've seen on the show, that <laughs> doesn't really bother me that much. I mean, a woman ran out of, out in traffic after seeing love dolls flying in the air and thought that was the rapture. I mean, yeah, that was stupid. Wait, that's not what the rapture's like. <laughs> no, it's so, not love dolls that fly into heaven. Love dolls. I thought you were going to go up to heaven all naked. Yeah. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Correct. Um, okay. So thank you, Steph. And I hope you, we hear from you again. Um, who wants to read uh, Matt's email? I'll do it. Okay. 
Maybe Matt writes, <laughs> hey, Burfer Brobing. Hey, why am I still last? <laughs> okay, you got to explain this because this is awesome. <laughs> well, instead of taking the initials of our first names and putting it together, something stupid like that. I don't know what podcasts do that. Who would do that? <clears throat> he's taking the first. He, he's taking the uh, first syllables of each of our last names and combining them. So, Burr is from Burge. Yes. Fur is from I don't know what that comes from Illyrio somehow. <laughs> Bro is from Brown and Bing is from Bingham. So you're gonna read out everybody else's last name but not your own? Wow. That's right. What a douche. Okay, Ferguson. Oops, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Halfway there, on to episode six. Yay, Patricia Clarkson, and yay, Kathy Bates, and another person close to Nate bites it. <laughs> Keith is not taking to fatherhood at all. Seems like an appropriate parallel between Keith and David's parenting techniques and the way Darrell and Anthony behave. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Uh, (laughs) David is a little (laughs) crybaby. Hey, girls and glees, Jayma Mays. And she's a Canadian, albeit a little on the naive side. We all know Canada is a perfect utopia where homeless people get all the free pancakes they want, (laughs) but not here in America. America. This gets the honor of most pointless subplot of the week. As Rico and Vanessa's storylines often do, between this and True Blood, it's pretty obvious Alan Ball and company can't give a peripheral character a decent story to save their lives. I'm True to that, you. werewolves. Fuck oh them. Oh my gosh. So Whatever, Merlot. <laughs> I don't watch that show, so what you're saying makes no sense to me. Well, you don't want to. It's just, this season's not good. Oh, no. I just thought people were watching that show because uh, Jack Bauer's daughter shows her breasts in it, but it, then it's not her. It's it's the Canadian actress who pretends she's not Canadian anymore. I don't know who that is. Anna Paquin? I can't stand her. And she pronounces her last she, name wrong. It's, it's Pa she, she cannot act to save her life. Mm. Uh, you got Alicia Cuthbert mixed up with Anna Paquin? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Not even close. <laughs> George lets Ruth go. I I know Des won't forgive George for not being forthcoming about his problems at first, but I'm much more sympathetic to George this season than in the past, and allowing Ruth to move on from this bad idea of a marriage struck me as a kind as a kind gesture. Yeah, I think so too. I, I agree. Anybody else laugh when Ruth started singing? No. Yes. Nope. I like her voice. It's a good voice. Yeah. Shame on you, Matt. Uh, my, my Fisher of the Week, as much as I don't want to, is going to Claire. Q Records. Wow, more drinking. For <laughs> up and up, up her pretentious dim-wittedness get in the way of her growing up, even if it means hanging around co-workers that she would never spend time with otherwise, who spot off catchphrases that were dated even in 2005. Yeah, baby. I'll give this episode 7 out of 10 CGI puffs of marijuana smoke. Matt. <laughs> I still say that's what she said, so whatever. So uh. do I. <laughs> <laughs> and so that means uh, Des is reading Brad, right? Okay. Um, okay. So, uh, let me pull it up. Sorry. The, uh, the Rainbow of Her Reasons, really? <laughs> the titles are progressively worse. You can tell this is before 2008 by how quickly the temp agency finds Claire job. <laughs> True that. 
this is giving me cubicle flashbacks. It was like Vietnam, only with more shitty, arbitrary celebration cakes. If someone ever tried to hug me, I would shiv them with a letter opener. Trust. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Billy and Maggie could hook up. Oh, that's great. Uh, her aimless melancholy would tamper down his mania, or he could kill her. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is it stranger for a weirdo au pair to bring home a terrifying homeless person into the house, or for a mother to leave a psychotic au pair that she has never met alone in her house with her children? Mr. Belvedere and Charles both had a solid evening with the family before being left alone with the children. They would eventually be forced to raise single-handedly. <laughs> well, like I said, she's from an agency, so there's supposed to be um, references and recommendations and all that other crap. Hmm. Who's running water? Really That's laugh. happening in my house. Sorry. People come home from their bike ride and they insist on cleaning themselves. <sighs> I'll mute me. Oh, that's so much better. God. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Okay, so um, we have one last bit of uh, listener feedback. What? We do? Yes. Is it on the Facebook group? No. Is it in? Hello, did you have some listener feedback for us? (laughs) I do. Claire! Claire LaFar, everybody. Oh my god, Claire! Hi. Hi. I love you. I miss you. We're running long here, say, so... It, yeah. It's hotter in London today than the hotness combined of the entire group of Fishercast hosts. That's how oh. hot it is. <laughs> That's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty cool here today. <laughs> Smoking! Okay, feedback. So, Ruth is... is uh, what is she doing? She's not going about this the right way. And even at the end, she's still trying to, like go oh but i have my soap um no she's she's going about it all wrong just be honest with him i feel really bad for him um for george so don't like her um patina yay um are we counting the the boys as fishers are they fishers now not until they're adopted not until they're adopted i'd say yeah fostered Okay, um, just because Anthony is the cutest thing ever, and I just want to say that. And <laughs> Keith and David are doing bad cop, good cop, and that's not going to work. They need to be working together as a team. Um, what else? Uh, Ruth has her hair down at the dinner, and uh, as always, she looks a uh, hundred times better with her hair down. Um, I love Ruth and Claire's conversation on drugs. It's great. Yay. Nate and Maggie Nate only wants Maggie because he can't have her and he's scared of commitment and responsibility and he's a dum-dum uh, and, and, best oh, character and, on the show <laughs> who, Nate? of course <laughs> uh, maybe in the pilot <laughs> <laughs> um, and oh, and where was my last note? Oh yes, and um, this episode frequently reflects my life because I too am a redheaded Claire who wants to do art stuff but has to have a proper job and works in an office where people send her horrible e cards of da- dancing puppies and make her sign cards for people she doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's my life, and I give it 
six Bettina Bong lessons out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Claire. You're welcome. <laughs> and we are going to hear from you again in the future. We'll, we need to talk. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, tell me how. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye Claire. Bye. Okay. So that was fun. Uh, so we just get into our last rights real quick. And um, that is uh, our ratings, of course, and our last thoughts on the episode. we got to go quick. Who wants to go first? I really enjoyed this episode. I love me some Claire without Billy. Um, George is gone, hopefully, now. That'll do, George. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> and I really enjoyed the Jane Sibri song and the vagina dinner. So I'm going to give this episode eight and a half cordless drills. You know what I mean? Know what I mean? Out of ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Des. Fuck. Um, uh, okay. I really enjoyed this episode, strangely enough, (laughs) because I haven't been enjoying this show that much lately, but I did. I liked it a lot. I liked, um, that we finally had the resolution to, well, hopefully the resolution to the George, uh, issue. And I like that Claire and Ruth made up. I also like that, um, I, I like the, uh, Sarah, Sarah was great in this episode. She was a lot of fun. And um, the whole, um, you know, girls circling the wagon thing was a lot of fun. Um, so I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it nine out of ten awesome pantyhose songs. Moira? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like this one too. For a lot of the reasons you guys have already uh, said, so I, I don't want to really belabor the point. It was uh, very, very female-driven episode and generally in positive ways. I I uh, still don't like how Ruth handled George, um, but I do like how George handled Ruth in the end, if that makes yes. sense. Yes, so, so, yes, and, and I agree. Yeah, and I felt a little... Uh, I felt a little sad at the end of it watching her standing there in the hallway alone. It's funny, because I, I, I didn't expect to have uh, as much, I don't know, empathy at that point, but I, I really kind of did. In any case, yeah, I liked it overall. Loved, loved the Claire singing song is part of it, and loved the, um, you know, the uh, serenading of the corpse scene and the the whole dinner scene. It was just hysterical. That was great. So overall, I'm going to give this one an eight out of ten. Um, bags of pens dropping to the floor in a melancholy way. Aww. <laughs> um. Okay. And, and of course, I love this episode. That's why I hope that, that's why I host this uh, podcast. Uh, and uh, I do love me some Jill Soloway episodes, and uh, uh, I, this is a great one as well. One of the best of the season, I think. Rainbow of Reasons gets ten out of ten yurts from me um, because <laughs> of many of the things you mentioned, you all mentioned, and uh, Billy's sweater as well. <laughs> Speaking of, let's bury this bipolar asshole disorder. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on the iTunes, please go on there. Give us a give us a quick review, or if anything, just give us a rating. You know, help us kind of pop up in those lower TV entertainment rankings. Just give us hey, ninety six stars. Yeah, spread the word. 
Because you're okay. always so much so focused on the whole how many stars that you always forget about the website. I, I forgot. I, I'm sorry. I, I just want to bring that to everybody's attention. <laughs> I'm so worried about the stars. <laughs> um, you, can, you can visit us at futurecast.blogspot.com and you can find uh, all our episodes there, even our old ones. Indeed. Or you can write to us at fishercast1 at gmail.com and tell us what you think about future episodes just please put the episode title or in the subject line yes especially as we get towards the end of the series if you were like writing in especially because you want to you want to get the your your words in for that series finale that you know or any of the episodes that are coming up or you know big things happen don't write in the first line of the sentence like i can't believe that you know and <laughs> because it <laughs> yes. shows right up in that gmail first line so write like you know spoilers below hit return about 30 times and then <laughs> write write what do you need to write yeah it's just extra it, important because we're yes please because i've managed to be spoiler free so yes. far and i would hate to have that ruined with just six episodes to go mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hey are you inclined to post the music video on a website related to our podcast? <laughs> you're in luck. If you're on Facebook, and come on, which of you out there isn't on Facebook? <laughs> you can go to facebook.com slash group slash FisherCast. FisherCast? FisherCast. I have a hard time saying FisherCast, okay? I always want to say FisherCast for some reason. Because <laughs> you're crazy. <laughs> yes, I have some fissures. <laughs> <laughs> in my medulla umblungata alright <laughs> uh, anyway epilepsy jokes aside go to facebook.com slash groups slash fishercast and post away keep it spoiler free or Robin will send someone after you and it'll probably be me I yeah, you do not yeah. want to mess with Des Kobe. seriously <laughs> she hits hard uh, all right, so uh, Des, where can yes. we find you on the web? You can find me at what's on with Steph Des.blogspot.com, and you can listen to me and Steph talk about TV. Sometimes, well, usually Steph doesn't rant as much about TV on that podcast. Steph's supposed there. to be the nice one, right? She is. She's usually <laughs> the nice one. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, uh, Lirio? Oh, you can find me at Potential Cast, Redemption Cast, Pause Cast, and I'm starting a new podcast, guys. <gasps> yep. yep. It's going to be An Evening with Burn. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> So we'll see how that goes, and uh, you can find me on the Twitter. Okay. <laughs> he's he's at Lirio on the Twitter, just okay. so you know. Yeah, just find me. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at L Robindiero, as well as on Redemption Cast with Illyrio, um, talking about Angel. And you can find Moira at Costco, holding Bettina's hair back, and as well as uh, on, I told you it was going to be terrible. Um, <laughs> also on Twitter at Moira Brown with an E at the end. <laughs> That's it for FisherCast this week. Six episodes left! Yay! Next week, your homework is Season 5, Episode 7, The Doctor Who Crossover, The Silence. Oh, The Silence is scary as hell. As for the rainbow of her reasons, we therefore commit this episode to the ground. Ashes to ashes. Ashes and dust to dust. dust. Bye. Bye.
Bye. Give up.